Hello everyone, this is JPL back for another uh, council podcast name in brackets. And today I am joined with... Matthew. And... And I'm... Oh, I'm Toa. Hi. Hello, and today we shall be talking about the new Avengers movies, Infinity War. Okay, so I don't know what we're doing here, so... Matthew, would you like to lead us here? Well, yeah, let's start with first opinions of the movie. It was, it was terrible. Don't go see it. Um, travesty. No, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is one of my favorite Marvel movies just for the fact that it brings all of these characters together. Mm-hmm. For me... I would say this is probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because of that ending there. <laughs> yeah. I'll get to that later. Speaking <laughs> of which, if uh, you haven't seen the movie, we would all recommend... Why are you here? First, yeah. We would all recommend that you go watch it, and then come back. Um, we'll wait for you. As long as you press pause. Yeah. Of course. Alright. Just don't forget about us. Yeah. That being said, everybody dies at the end. Well, yeah, almost. Almost. I mean, half of everybody much. dies at the end. Yeah. It's a significant portion. Yes. More, of more than most movies. Yeah, more. Yeah. I can't think of any, like, hero story where half the heroes die. Well, okay. I mean. Well. There's like Rogue One and Of course. Yeah. And those. But I mean, those characters we they did not build up for several films beforehand. I mean also if you wanna think about it, there's days of future past. That's true. Yeah. But but they still, came back it's... to life by the end of the movie. Of course. Yeah. Which they're gonna be doing this by the next movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But but it's... at least most most of the people. Yeah. What's interesting because in both of those movies that you mentioned, the heroes still end up winning. Mm-hmm. But not in Infinity War. Yeah. Until the next movie. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's theories for later. Of course. Well, shall we start going through? <laughs> uh, sure. Might as well. Yeah. So first up, um, we have Team Thor, which... At the beginning of the movie, we have the whole Asgard ship from Thor Ragnarok, which... Let's know, talk about that beginning. I, I, I'm so glad that they saved all of those Asgardians in Thor Ragnarok. They were really around for a long time. And they're kind of pretty vague about whether or not they killed every single one of them. Yeah. It, okay, so at one point, Thor specifically says Thanos killed half. Half. Yeah. Yeah. He was already being pretty dramatic about everything else, about his whole family dying and his best friend dying, and like, I would assume that he would have just been like, everybody died if most everybody died. Yeah. Uh huh. I think you know, saying half is for the audience' sake, because we didn't have Valkyrie or yeah. I don't know what the heck his name was, Korg, Korg, Korg? yeah, something like that. Yeah. That, that's very pretty interesting thing. Yeah. That's very smart on their part, um, because it kind of lets those two characters be successful, and then they can bring them back in a different movie. 
Mm-hmm. Of course. Kind of like Nitpick. Boba Fett. Here's a nitpick that I have. Yeah. Thanos, in the beginning scene, already has the power stone. Correct. Yeah. My nitpick is that we did not get to see him get the power stone. Yeah, that was a little mm. bit disappointing. I, they they explain, you know, oh, you know, it was with a uh, Xandar. Yeah, Xandar. Th- those people. Novacor. Xandar, Novacor. Haha. <laughs> and I uh, he came in and took it in, took it, and uh, yeah. I feel like maybe we could do. A little small scene where he gets that, but I know this movie has so much in it. Yeah, there, I would not be surprised if we got an extended version. Maybe well, even just like yeah. deleted. I don't scene. think so. Well, I think overall, like him slaughtering an entire planet just didn't make sense for the beginning of the film. Like, yeah. of course, this works. Well. Yeah, it, it was kind of out of pace where he was killing characters one by one. And then it picked up later and was like, yeah, he's he's a it, planet destroyer. Um, if if there was a moment where he got the Infinity Stone, because they took a, a few minutes in Guardians of the Galaxy to actually protect that thing, mm-hmm. they should have at least mentioned it probably earlier in a different movie, say, oh, you got the stone. Yeah. Oh boy, what's going to happen here? Yeah, yeah. that might have been... Maybe it would have been a good, like, end credit scene to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But... I mean, one of the yeah. 10 million that we had. <laughs> but that would have messed up the timeline and... yeah. Oh, I, I don't think it would. Well, the... Too yeah. much. The timeline with Guardians is a bit weird, so... They may not have yeah, wanted to touch it, that. Because it take place right after each other. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so, with, uh, well, yeah, we've, or Matthew's divided up, um, all the characters based on where they fall into the story of this, um, yeah. specifically what kind of, like, team they're on, um, as they accomplish mm-hmm. missions to try and defeat Thanos. Um, yeah. So, since we're still on this first scene, let's... Can we go over just uh, the two characters of the scene, yeah. Loki and yeah. uh, Heimdall? I think I think both of them were very interesting. Um, we've seen Loki die about five billion times so far, but this one felt the most real. Yeah, um, yeah. I I would actually I think his character was kind of running his course. Um, mm. It, of course. He's, he's kind of a one-note character. He's always going to, you know, seem like a good guy, then end up the bad guy, then end up kind of in the middle. So I think yeah. him getting that sort of redemption arc of trying to save Thor was a good close to his character. Yeah. I Personally, I'm... As much as I love this character of Loki, and I love how Tom Hiddleston plays him... Huh? I I would be content after how he went out. I would be content not seeing Loki in the in the Marvel universe again, just because yeah. it closed up his story so well. Him defending his brother, um, valuing a single life 
over possibly that of many, um, which is kind of philosophically what this movie is about uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. he dies in easily one of the most brutal ways we've seen in a Marvel movie um, with him being choked to death. Well, or his spine broken, either way. Um, and then you seeing blood dripping from his eyes and nose afterwards. Uh-huh. And then his skin uh, starting to change yeah. to blue, which is a nice uh-huh. touch. Which, by the way, this was at the point that I looked down at the uh, six- and seven-year-olds in front of me and thought, <laughs> oh, these kids are going to be scarred for life. Why did their parents bring them oh. to this? Especially by the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. it's, that's actually quick aside. Um, when we were leaving the theater, one of my friends heard a dad talking to his son. And the son was wearing this, you know, maybe six years old. And he was wearing this Spider-Man costume. And his dad turned to him and said, <laughs> well, Spider-Man's dead now. Oh. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Oh, I'd do that, too. <laughs> Probably even be worse than that if I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'd probably be cheering when he died. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I feel. I All feel right. Loki's death really raised the stakes for the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie because sure. he's been in a significant portion of these films, mm. and he's relatively popular. So it was a real of strong course. statement by the creators of like. We aren't afraid. Yeah. Well, and even, like, he was the original big bad guy for the, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. So to have him uh-huh. just get murdered by this new baddie... Like, obviously, we see Thanos fight Hulk seconds earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that in a minute. But, but... like, him just snapping Loki's ne- neck like it's nothing. Like, Loki had no, as far as we know no alternate plans to get around this he had one last minute ploy and then he was just ironically snapped in half Uh aha kind of i guess it was half the universe that got snapped in half but whatever yeah oh okay (laughs) i i missed that Uh, joke okay that's hey that's my stick (laughs) Uh, so Heimdall I, is probably the more sadder of the deaths for me. I actually think they kind of missed up with this one, um, because it's sort of the cliche in a lot of genre movies that they kill the black character first. So I felt oh, that yeah. it was a bit tone deaf of them to do that. That's a good point. Was he the first? I think he was. Well, yeah. besides the corpses laying on the ground. Yeah. And there is an argument to be made that since this is really a continuation, it isn't really the first death, but it it stuck out to me a little bit. Yeah. I didn't really notice. Now, I really, I've always liked his character, just because he's just cool. Yeah. That's about it. Not because I like the emotions of him, I just thought he was cool. Yeah, he, he's always been interesting as a character. I think they've slowly given him more to do, 
But I think yeah. similar to Loki, there wasn't very much left for his character. One thing I did like about this here is that he started talking about black magic mm-hmm. to yeah. do the teleport thing. And so I was like, oh, hey, they're addressing that whole plot hole here a little bit more in detail. Okay. Yeah. And I liked how That's he cool. saved the Hulk. Because that that was sort of, you know, they didn't really ever have that much of an interaction, but him realizing how important the Hulk would end up being. Mm-hmm. Yes, and let's talk about Thanos' introduction here in this particular scene here. I think this is probably one of the perfect ways to introduce this character that has... In the past movies, not done not done a single thing, but sit around and uh, oh, yeah. just yeah. not really get respect from anyone here. At least not me. Yeah. From, you know, people's like, oh, like, what's the big deal? Here, they he, his first act here is beat the crap out of the Hulk and kills Loki. So yeah, there you there's your respect right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think it was interesting that they. Because, of course, throughout the movie, you see his character get a whole lot deeper. But at the beginning, he seems like any other big bad guy, just sort of brutally murdering people. But throughout the movie, you hear more of his reasoning. And so I think it it's a really interesting way to introduce his character. Yeah. Yes. All right. I um, think before we get too deep into Thanos, let's move on. Two. Who the heck is Itri? Oh, that's the dwarf that Peter Dinklage plays. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, very small dwarf. Yes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Rocket and Groot. Yeah, think, we can move on to them. I, I like Teen Groot. I I've liked all of the Groots. The group didn't really do anything in this movie besides just give his arm for Thor's uh, new weapon. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think that was kind of fitting. I mean, like, looking back into my <laughs> past, like, going on road trips with my family when they're doing whatever for work or meeting people. Like, I remember back to pulling out my DS or my Game Boy and just, like, playing and playing and playing. And we'd get to a place and my family would be like, well, you should... Say hi, and I'd be like, hey, and then <laughs> go back to playing games. So that was very relatable. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I never had that stuff, so I was always just sit there <laughs> and doing nothing kind of guy. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. like, he doesn't do too much, but I don't know that he was supposed to do too much. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you have so many characters, I don't expect them all to... Right. Yeah. Well, and, and like, oh, his his scene at the end was pretty touching, though, mm-hmm. especially with Rocket there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Rocket, I think Rocket didn't do much either, but the whole running gag of Thor calling him Rabbit was hilarious. <laughs> well, and then but Rocket... yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Rocket, of course pretending to be the captain and mm-hmm. going off with Thor. 
Yeah. Well, and with um, so of this team, um, Rocket, Thor, Groot, and uh, Eitri, the dwarf. Yeah, kind, kind um, of. Mm-hmm. He kind of counts. Yeah, he kind of counts. Um, kind of. It's interesting. So Thor remains, which is cool. I'm excited for that. Um, interestingly, Groot dies or yeah. disintegrates and Rocket remains, which at first I was like, okay, that's weird. But the more I think about it, the Guardians of the Galaxy story really focused in on Rocket, especially in the second movie. And yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they'll do because his entire team either got... Oh, killed by gravity, or um, <laughs> or got disintegrated. So his entire yeah. team is gone after he's been this cocky jerk who keeps bossing them around and running away from fights. And now he's finally come to a fight that he can no longer run from. Like yeah, he's. I'm. I can't wait to see him stop being the the coward, the one that just is there in it for himself, and actually like probably make a stand. Um, yeah. Alongside a lot of the other um, leaderly people that did survive. Yeah, I will say, rocket scenes with Thor when uh, he was talking to Thor about his state of mind about, you know, him after losing everything he has. I I really uh, just love watching Thor's one eye there because uh there's just so much emotion put into that. That's very very subtle. Yeah. And like I, um and I, for me, it's much more important for me here because I'm as you know studying to become an actor and I just watched that and it's like, "Oh, that's so great." Ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think... Oh, and then that eye, he gets another yeah. eye, which is kind of cool. I... I like that. I like that it is something that is very much... It's a running gag. Yeah, it's established as part of Rocket's character, though I do think that, like, it takes away from Ragnarok, because that was one of the yeah. few things in Ragnarok that actually had an impact yeah, Ragnarok was mostly just one big joke until, like, the last ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, which... It was a cool joke. Yeah. It, it, it was a fun movie, but, like, you're right, it didn't really have lasting impact until the end there. Um, but I, personally, I thought it was a funny joke to give yeah. Thor this, this new eye, but... Yeah. As... As I watched, uh, Thor is a god of thunder who has lightning coursing through his body when he <laughs> fights. Personally, uh-huh. I don't know how a fake eye, I would assume it's some sort of electronic eye, survives that much voltage. But, yeah. eh, I don't know. Oh, we don't need to question <laughs> that. Oh, just... Oh, hey, where's that big death? We don't need to focus on that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think... I think... I don't know. Yeah. 
I think, I think Team Thor is the best team, even though I don't think they got the best plot. Of course. It was a lot of fun to watch Thor. Yeah. Especially since his character changed in the last yeah. movie. Well, and like, this is the thing. So, Thor has had a lot of character development over the past movies. Um, and they did a good job making him like more leaderly and serious and whatever in uh, Thor's second movie, The Dark World. But it also wasn't like very good either. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't necessarily that it was bad, but I personally don't remember most of it. Um, yeah. And I'm a person that highly enjoys anything Norse. Um, so that was kind of a problem, <laughs> but yeah, in, in Ragnarok, he did have a very good character development. And in this movie, you can see like, he still has that like Nordic fighting spirit in him, but yeah, also everybody he knows, well, most everybody he knows or is related to is dead. And that's like, it got real with him. And that yeah. was very much appreciated. Yeah, they really added some great character moments. I think in terms of, like, he's one of the standouts in this movie. Um, they definitely focused... I was surprised how much they focused on him since he just had mm -hmm. his movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, so he just had his... I guess another thing that isn't super frustrating to me, actually, um, but they did reverse another thing from Ragnarok um, in giving him a new weapon, which is totally yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. I think they executed that as best as they could. And, like, the touch of it being Groot's severed arm for the handle was was pretty touching, all things considered. Yeah, but you know, I just wonder, like, how can that twig to survive the power well i mean the the weapon itself also brought yeah. Thor back from near death so i'm gonna assume that there's some sort of magic or high tech involved that that's the, that's just how we're gonna describe it just magic yeah. <laughs> nothing else so but yeah no i love the what was it stormbreaker yeah that was it's it's a really cool weapon yeah yeah. Still gonna miss that hammer, but that, that axe thing is yeah. cool. Well, and it made, like... Yeah, that's for sure. It, it also, like... It's it's not a blunt weapon anymore, which means, like, it literally has edge to it. Um, Like, it cuts straight into Thanos' chest, um, which was just an awesome, awesome scene that you couldn't really capture with a hammer either. Um, yeah, I think an axe is probably the best weapon to do that just because it's so big but at the same time it is able to puncture um, into someone and like the the whole part about um, it missing Thanos' head like Thanos is like oh, you should have aimed for my head or for my neck or whatever he says um, it's like well beforehand he was using a hammer which Probably the best place to hit with a hammer is like the center of gravity. 
So that kind of makes sense that he would aim for the chest in that regard. Yeah. Um, I would have... Uh, I don't know. I, I would have made that line a tiny bit different. Instead of saying, uh, you should have aimed for the head. Maybe, maybe it would be better if he said, you should have aimed for the hand. <laughs> where he actually snaps. Mm. Yeah. Either way. So. And, yeah. I, I think my one of my favorite moments in the movie, though, is when Thor and Rocket and Groot arrive at Wakanda. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's a cool shot, it, but I wouldn't call it my favorite. It, it is definitely one of the most epic moments, because it's like, yeah. oh, shoot, there's a rainbow light in the sky. These guys are all dead. Yeah, it was... And then these uh, thing goes around. Yeah. It, it was... Yeah, like I said, one of my favorite moments. Not my favorite moment, but it's up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then Peter Dinklage, I think it was an interesting subversion. Yeah, I I wasn't... I, I mean, I didn't look at like the, the cast list at all beforehand, so I wasn't even expecting it. Um, yeah. But like, I was half paying attention when that happened, and I'm in a I'm in a theater full of other um, classmates that go to this nerd school with me, and um, and like everybody's like everybody starts like chattering amongst themselves, and I'm like, what's happening? That's what's on screen. That's so like different. I don't see anything. And then I looked at the actor, and I was like, oh. I have never seen Peter Dinklage as a giant. This is amazing. Yeah. I do feel that he wasn't given much besides that no. gag, though. Like, his character doesn't really leave an impact beyond the fact that he is larger than you would expect. Mm -hmm. Though, I will say, one thing that kept on distracting me. So, by the time... I guess we don't know when they were attacked by Thanos. Uh, we just know that they were. Um, so I wasn't sure if his hands had just been dipped in metal or if they had been turned to metal by, like, a reality stone. I guess my supposition would be that they were just dipped in metal because we saw other things revert back to their normal state with the uh, well, yeah. reality. But... But I think that Thanos had gone there even before going to Xandar. That's possible. Well, and maybe... Because my thought is, he might have found out that... Um, like, where the... Um, a lot of the Asgardian stones were, and, well, a lot of the threat of Asgard from yeah. um, Xandar, from the Nova Corps, yeah. in finding out, oh... So it was the uh, Asgardians that gave this to you, huh? We should probably shut them down real quick and uh, maybe go after them yeah. once they're shut down. I don't yeah, know. That, that might be... That, that could very well be the case. Um, yeah, but... I, yeah, I don't think that Peter Dinklage and the end made much of an impact no he, he was just kind of present he was a plot point yeah yeah um okay I think 
it is time we could move on to a different team. Yeah, team cap. Okay. Uh, the largest. Team. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I think team cap probably. Yeah, it's the biggest one, but I think for me, it's just probably the least interesting. Yeah, they were they were given less to do than Team Iron Man, and since mm-hmm. there were so many of them. Yeah, they were basically just protect vision which obviously didn't go so well yeah um but (laughs) i think also their entrance was a highly epic one with them going back to the original avengers theme to uh introduce them back into the scene yeah Um, um i'm glad that they did that i still feel like we were missing a bunch of uh things from music like uh, have everyone having their own separate themes which there were tiny hints of but you know there wasn't like overall this is this character's themes or this is this character's themes it was just oh here's a the the main theme that we normally have for all of them together. I mean kind of but thing. at the same time like they they still use they use the Wakanda theme they use the yeah. Avengers theme they use the new Avengers theme they I think if they used every character's individual theme it would have been too much. Um, if, if they did something like uh, what... Um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy did for um, Justice League where he kind of just like faded in and out of certain themes as it went along, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, something like I that. Mean, to be fair, like the only theme that I can really remember is the Black Panther theme. Mm-hmm. and the Avengers theme. Um, I think they haven't, in the Marvel Universe, they haven't really done a good job of emphasizing the themes. Well, also, they change every movie, yeah. so... Yeah, just about. That, that's one of the few places I will give the win to DC. <laughs> um, I guess to start off this team, we should probably start with Captain America's Steve Rogers. Yeah. Uh, he, he was just a little cool, I guess. <laughs> I mean, so, my mom complained that she didn't like the beard on him. Uh, to which I said, <laughs> I love the beard on him. Beards are amazing. But, um, it was interesting to see him in a state where you could tell he was, he had been on the run. Um, he hadn't shaved in a while. His suit, um, uh, was tattered up and missing the star on the front um and obviously he didn't have the shield uh, most of the things that made iron man so iconic were now missing from him captain america did i say iron man shoot captain america yes. uh we're missing from him i mean iron man as well but then not um <laughs> so it was it was kind of interesting to see him finally step away from this like persona i guess yeah i mean i don't know that they ever called him captain america i think it was always steve i think steve or i think one of the times they said cap okay yeah. i mean cap is the shortened version of right. course but you 
We never we never just call him Captain America, really. Right. Yeah. But you're right. I, I'm I'm pretty sure most everybody referred to him as Rogers or Steve. Um. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'd have to watch through again, maybe just when, for that reason. Yeah. But I actually I rewatched Captain America: Civil War right before hmm. Infinity yeah. War, and one of the interesting things, um, I really like that movie, and I still like it, but. Mm-hmm. I've actually, since re-watching it, I've switched sides to Team Iron Man in that movie. Yeah. And I feel like a majority of people tend to be Team Cap. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of that's been driving his character. I never really got too excited to see him mm. in this movie. Yeah. Well, and it's so... It, it's interesting because at, at the end of the last movie... You know, we knew he was on the run, um, but, like, his whole side was, like, you know, doing doing what was right even, even when, like, the structure of the government said he shouldn't. And then when they find um, Vision and Wanda in this, they're like, hey, you guys ran, a- ran away. You shouldn't have, like, you should be reporting to us. It... Yeah. In my mind, was kind of like, okay, so things have changed since the last movie. He he does care about these structural foundations, but he's still in opposition to the Accords. Yeah. And, I mean, part of it is just re-watching it. I think I lost a lot of the sympathy I've had for Cap. But, uh, you know, I still respect him as a character. Right. And I I don't know. I just feel he didn't really have any incredible moments. Like, obviously, when he stepped out of the, out of the shadow in mm-hmm. the um, train station and then later on when he stops Thanos' hand. Yeah. But he didn't stand out to me yeah. as much as Thor and Iron Man did. Right. Outside I, of the Marvel Trinity. Yeah. I, I will say, like, the moment where they're all rushing towards the the horde of monsters attacking and he and uh, Black Panther are running just about at the same speed. I thought that was super <laughs> cool because it was like, okay, yeah. yeah, I forgot they're both basically super soldiers here. Um, this is super cool. <laughs> I would love if they retconned that somehow the um, superhero serum had something to do with the flower in Wakanda. Yeah. Because, of be... course, the vibranium has something to do with Wakanda. Yeah. So it's not out of the question. I... Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's stuff specific to Black Panther. Um, well, well... I, I've, n- I've not seen Black yeah. Panther. Well, oh, you haven't seen Black Panther. Black Panther. Cool. No. I'm, I'm well, not. we're on the subject of Black Panther, I think... I feel kind of bad, because I don't think they were expecting Black Panther to be the success that it was... Mm. because yeah. <laughs> he really didn't have that much to do and as someone who has become a Black Panther fan since that movie mm. I felt yeah it felt a little bit awkward yeah that being said like seeing him in in action with everybody else like he was doing just as much if not more than, yeah. than Cap and like seeing the random like purple explosions happening in the distance on the battlefield was like, oh, I know, I know what's <laughs> causing that. Yeah. 
but I feel for what... oh purple explosions. Oh yeah, I I was also right after Infinity War. Um, they had Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one on TV, mm. and I had remembered in Infinity War with the whole Asgardian ship attack, the flames were purple, and I thought, well, that's weird. But then rewatching Guardians of the Galaxy, that's the color of the explosions from the Power Stone. Mm-hmm. So just yeah. a little bit of continuity there. Yeah. Yes. Maybe um, the, I... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, maybe the flowers have something to do with the power stone. I was so a lot of people had a lot of theories about where the the soul stone would be. That was my theory yeah. that it was somehow in Wakanda, and it was like the origins of like vibranium and stuff, but. You're right. It really does have everything and everything to do with the 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 flower and the vibranium has all revolved around purple. Maybe it did crash to Earth and somebody retrieved it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that that would be an interesting thing in like the next Black Panther movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel just in general like we saw most of the black panther stuff in the trailers Mm. which i think they were trying to capitalize off the movie um and i I was kind of disappointed he didn't have a larger role yeah then of course we have so many characters going on there's not really much i i will say though um mbaku and uh, Okoye had bigger roles than I thought they were going to have in this movie at all. Yeah, yeah. They, they were definitely more than just glor. Well, I guess everyone was kind of a glorified extra, but yeah, they did have some... They had a few moments. Yeah. Um, and then, while we're still in Wakanda, let's quick talk about Shuri. Hmm. Um, Again, she didn't leave much of an impact. Right. I think... And, yeah, this is another point where I think that they were not expecting Black Panther to be such a big success because she was one of the most um, beloved characters from that movie. For sure, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think... And hopefully in the next movie, if she's still around, she has a bigger role. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would definitely be cool knowing that Iron Man is still around and she and um, Bruce Banner have already had talks about uh, tech stuff. It would be pretty cool to see an interaction between Tony and Shidi. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool um, if they were to join forces to make mm-hmm. another Infinity Glove or something. Oh, that could be interesting. Which, well, that's, yeah, theories for the next movie, which we'll yeah. probably end up getting I'd to. rather not they go that <laughs> direction. Well, I have I have several theories, so we can talk about those later. Um, I can understand why they yeah. would, but I, I'd rather not they... <laughs> so, Black Widow... Mm. Um, Didn't really do much. Yeah, I, I think she's in a similar position as Cap, where, like... You know, she had a few moments, but mm-hmm. she didn't stand out as much. 
I I really wanted them to, to address more the whole her and Bruce thing, but they just uh, had that little awkward <laughs> moment, and then they cut away, and, and we don't get to see what happens next. So I am really disappointed in that because you know you kind of wasted our time with that. Yeah, and it's like it, ah. Yeah, I mean, personally, Ultron was my least favorite of the Avengers films. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only three, so it's not like super hard to choose anyways but it that was a big part of it for me like i don't mind those characters um finding attraction towards each other i think actually like it's it's kind of i don't know it's it's not a bad pairing but they did spend a lot of time of it on it in in the last one i'm kind of relieved that they addressed it but they didn't go into yeah on it and there's of course been the problem um i've been hearing just sort of rumblings and edges of it online but black widow kind of considering herself a quote-unquote monster for not Mm. being able to have kids and that's sort of what joss whedon used as the justification for why she and bruce banner were together and i think that's a very harmful stereotype to yeah yeah and so i feel like that's part of the reason they tried to move away from it though i do agree that like if you're going to do it commit and actually talk about it and that's why i was really disappointed about the jane thing and the thor yeah so Mm. yeah anyways yeah she Natasha didn't do that much, but it was cool to see her moments with Okoye, with uh, Scarlet Witch, just to, like... Yeah. They were humorous, and they were very, like... They were somewhat meta, and they were like, yeah, there should be more girl superheroes. I'm glad that there are more. Not for the sake of there being girl superheroes, but because, you know, it'd be cool. And I think I would love to see, like a team up of the three of them in the black widow movie like obviously have at I don't least know. one guy on that team but like i i would be interested in seeing their interactions especially black widow and akoria hmm. yeah all right anyways on to i guess that's a good segue to wanda then um yeah. wanda was Wanda and Vision, I guess they kind of had to have yeah. a pretty intricate role, being that Vision is partially an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Well, their relationship really skyrocketed in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I... I can tell you I that. I really liked that part of them in Scotland, and it was... They didn't go too far into detail with that, and I'm kind of glad, because... As someone who is familiar with the comic books, I know that that's already an established relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if they had made it the center of the movie, yeah, it would have bothered me. But since they, you know, they made it obvious for anyone who wasn't already familiar, but they yeah. didn't try and do the entirety of their romance in one movie. Yeah. And it, it was interesting because at the end of Civil War, they were on opposing sides um and they just kind of started to reconcile um yeah. but at the beginning of this movie um 
they realized that while they had differing opinions, they wanted to be on the same side. So to some degree, they abandoned their own sides um, to be with each other, which I thought was pretty cool. And I liked how they did um, that. This was one of one of many times when um, they made the heroes in this story reluctant heroes, which is generally... I, I've heard from both sides that, like, reluctant heroes are good or reluctant heroes are bad. But this was a situation where they maybe didn't want to do it, but they knew they had to. And then it became very apparent when Vision got stabbed and I jumped every single time I saw that. Um, yeah. But overall, it was like... Neither of them... Like, this was definitely ruining their day. They didn't want to be there, but yeah, they had to be. And I love, like, this is probably my favorite... Well, maybe actually second favorite relationship within this movie, just in terms of, like, the ending of it is so powerful. And they really did a great job establishing just how difficult it was for both of them. Mm. And yeah, I would, you know, I feel like Vision, to a certain extent, we've seen his character enough that I wouldn't be sad if they never brought him back. And I think it would be good motivation for Wanda. But, mm. you know, I, I tried to want Wanda to be happy as well. So, yeah, I mean, Wanda has grown so much from being a angsty little villain that's upsetty about her her well i mean her family dying and being orphaned yeah <laughs> so she has reason to be upset but um even still she was mad she took it out on uh the avengers um and then in that movie she realized this is not the way to deal with one's emotions and switch sides and then her brother died um yeah. so like her her whole life has basically been tragedy and then at the end when the one person that she is deeply in love with is like, you need to kill me for life to exist. It's like crushing for a viewer. It's like, you're the only one that can do this. And it's either him. Well, either way he dies, but it's either you kill him and maybe not everybody else dies or Thanos does, and half of everybody dies. Yeah. It's just so crushing. I... I, I hate to talk differently about that, but there is always a nitpick I have. Yeah. Whenever people do some like that, where it's like, oh, you need to... If, if something ever happens, you need to kill me like that, you know? And I, and I understand that whole part. I... I I don't like it when characters do that because I know what the next line is going to be. The other character is going to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm tired of that always being the case. And that happened twice in yeah. this movie. With Gomorrah telling uh, Peter, like, hey, I'm, I'm captured, you got to kill me. He's like, no. Here, happens again. It's like, hey, you got to kill me. No, here I, here I like it more here. With these two characters, because I understand, but 
in most other places, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. It's just, I un- I understand I understand your motivation for doing that, but I'm sick and tired of hearing that all the <laughs> well, time. But yeah, I think, I think well, this movie set up very well the value of a single life. Like that was that was the antithesis to Thanos. Like how value how valuable a single life truly is. And I think it started off with Loki being like, Yeah, go ahead, you can you can kill Thor. You won't get this infinity stone though. And then Loki watches and realizes I I can't I can't be the one to let this person die and same with gamora and uh, nebula nebula was really just a bargaining piece but gamora realized she didn't want to watch her sister suffer and die just for the stone so she actually goes against her own previous philosophy about quill killing her to get the uh the stone and instead decides that her sister is more important so like i think overall it is necessary that they take the time to because like personally as much as gamora is like hey we need to do the right thing at the end of the day i think when quill does the right thing he's doing it for more right reasons like she's kind of doing it to to wipe clean the ledger but when he does it it's because he wants to do it passionately so the only reason he would have shot Gamora was because she made him promise on his mother's grave yeah so, I do, yeah, I, I do kind of wish that they had drawn more attention to the parallels between the two. Um, mm. I it felt almost like they weren't even aware of the parallels, but yeah, I, I do yeah. think that both of them were very powerful moments. Mm. Um, and they really, they really brought the MCU to a very dark place. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, all of the actors involved in all of the scenes did really good jobs with that. Yeah, I I totally agree. All right, not to wander too much onto the Guardians of the Galaxy, so let's yeah. get back to Team Cap. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of romance, um, Bucky's in this movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh no, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean I wish they would commit to to um to either side. Like if you're going to not do the romance, commit to not doing I the don't romance. think they're going to I, from they, my they keep hinting at it. I don't know. Aware. I, from my personal interpretation, I see them as very just close friends who've been through a lot together. Uh, yeah. And yeah. personally, I'm I am more aware of like it. It seems like Cap is more like 
he has an attraction to um, what's her face. Um, that the uh, that yeah. girl. <laughs> the the, the blonde one. Yeah. Yes, the the related yeah. girl. Like personally, I'm like okay, that makes sense. He had a crush on her aunt, grandma, whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of somewhere in there. So like that makes sense. He's also like, they're both pretty old fashioned dudes. So it personally, I I I would see that going against their characters a little bit. Yeah, I, I could see it more for Bucky than I could for Cap. I, I, I think that they kind of back themselves into a corner where it doesn't make sense either way. Um, and I think that they they play it up a bit in this movie. I am glad that they don't like try to tease it any more than they do. But yeah. Well, but I, I feel like a lot of that was set up for for the end. Because, like, yeah. Cap, in the past two or three movies, his main goal has been save Bucky, save the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Bucky has been his main, like, motivator. Like, this is the guy that saved my life. He's my best friend. I'm not going to let him die. And then at the end of the movie, he gets disintegrated. So yeah. it all the deaths in this movie are just pushing all the characters to the edge. And I think it it was necessary to reinforce that in the movie just to show like next movie, Cap's gonna be mad. Yeah. So I don't know. It, Otherwise Yeah. Bucky existed. It was cool that he got a new arm. <laughs> it was a fun scene between him and Rocket. <laughs> I, I yeah yeah. I, I think he lacked a lot of like, and obviously you know you have a huge cast, but I think he faded into the background more than a lot of the other characters. Yeah. I think it's more so relying that you've you've watched all the movies and you know their characters that they're not really changing much about the characters yeah, this yeah. time around. So, yeah. Um. Shall we move on? Yes. Well, we can do Hulk. Who? All right, that's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. The way they did that, and I'm really upset that they did that. I think they needed to for the for keeping everything less complex, but I do agree that like they shouldn't have. Well, you don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Oh, I, I think I do. What are we? What am I talking about? Oh, I was talking about the um him not turning into the Hulk. I mean, sure, I, I guess, you know, that's one thing, but I'm more so talking about the trailers oh. where they had the Hulk in that. I, I have a theory that... That's... That, I that, I think, was only done for advertising purposes. Oh, we got to yeah. get these people all rolled up. Let's add the Hulk in there. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they not use him. And I thought, like, wait, oh, my goodness. I, we can never trust Marvel trailers because they no. always hide that. <laughs> 
Well, that tell, and he, like he, Thor the, with his eye. Yeah, Thor with his eye. The Infinity Stones, where um, Cap was holding it back, the fist. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. some of those were things that they needed to keep under wraps. Um, of course. I think I actually have a theory that that moment might show up in the next one. Like I'm not entirely sure, but it might. I I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it but, really depends on what route they go with the sequel. But Hulk not showing up is kind of like, oh, that's kind of a weak excuse for them not using it. But it's also like, there's actually no excuse because they never really explained it. He's just yelling no every time he tries to transform into yeah. it. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. They should have they should have explained that in this movie, but I know they're saving it for the next movie. So Yeah. Well, and it was cool to see <laughs> Banner do something for once. Because basically, the, uh, he's armor. just been... Yeah, because... <laughs> In the past movies, he's been the brains, but it was cool to see him do as much as the Hulk, kind of, to some degree, in the in the Hulkbuster, which was, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Though I know though. I mean, he's obviously alive at the end of this movie, so they'll build on it. Um, honestly, my only complaint with Hulk slash Banner is um. The CGI while he was in the suit kind of looked oh. really fake. Yeah. yeah. Like he was just a floating head there. But if you're not <laughs> looking directly at it, it it's not as bad. I mean, there's a lot of CGI things that look good at one moment and then don't look the good another moment. It's mostly doing with uh, Iron Man's suit in some moments where it's like, oh, that looks really fake. Other moments, okay, that looks good. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I mean, we do have to be fair that they are using it's like a lot, an incredible it's a lot amount of CGI. CGI. So like, the fact that they pull off as much as they do. Yeah. But I also saw the rumored budget is huge. Um, let me pull that up. I believe it's like the it's tied for third highest budget of any film. Okay. Yeah, I was seeing um. Three and a half million yeah. dollars, which yeah, something like that. obviously quite a bit went to the cast and quite a bit went to visual effects and sets and all over mm-hmm. the place. Um, oh, that's oh okay. Yeah, I don't know, and yeah, we'll have to see if they ever release those numbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess the only ones we have left in uh, Team Cap are Falcon and War Machine. Yes, our two token black characters <laughs> that don't really... I thought Falcon, he didn't do anything besides disintegrate. Yeah. And be cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was comic relief sometimes. There, there, were, there were a few moments, but like... He never stood out. I was never like, oh, I'm so glad they have Falcon in this movie. Um, yeah. I feel like if he hadn't been there, I would have noticed, but yeah, they just didn't give him anything to do. But War Machine, I actually, uh, yeah. there were quite a few moments where I was like, oh, wow, he's actually getting to do stuff. 
Yeah, he was like actually a character in this movie. Which For once nice. in his lifetime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think and this might be like a pseudo send-off for the character like I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last time he really gets a role in one of these movies beyond just glorified extra yeah well and as far as War Machine goes like I don't dislike Don Cheadle as an actor but the way he delivers lines really takes me out of the movie oh yeah definitely this movie was actually pretty different in that. Like, uh-huh. yeah, the way he delivered it was kind of cringy sometimes. But he had some really good lines about, like, what what signing the Soviet Accords really did to him. Um, yeah. And uh, different things like that. You saw a lot more character growth in this movie because, like, in other movies, he was just an army dude that took an Iron Man suit and did his own thing with it and really never faced any consequences for it. But now, um, he's partially crippled and uh, is realizing that regardless the regardless of where he fell on what he believed in the earlier movies, he still likes the Avengers. He still wishes they were together and it was really cool to see him and falcon interacting yeah Um, because they were kind of just like this bro team of like (laughs) best Uh, men to the like team leaders um yeah and they were just like ah we're kind of fill the same role for both sides but we're we're bros now (laughs) oh i like the moment between them when they meet uh t'challa and uh, Sam bows because uh, he tells him, "Hey, he's the king. You should bow." <laughs> I think that was I think that was War Machine to uh, to to oh. Banner. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. yeah. yeah, that's yeah. That right. was that was funny. Okay. And honestly, yeah. like, I wonder if that was scripted or if that was just Cheadle messing with. Uh, uh, it's Ruffalo. probably scripted. Because like scripted. I could see both of those actors really doing that. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, he, he, it it was good to see him in um in in a substantial role, and like it was interesting that he didn't get disintegrated. I thought he would have. Yeah. But I'm gonna guess he's gonna play a major role with Tony in the next movie, and maybe even be the voice of reason um for him. But yeah, that that would maybe be, that would be kind of cool. Um. And then on the other hand, it could be like his sort of last hurrah before yeah. he finally yeah, he, becomes the... It could totally be that like they go to fight Thanos and he's the first to die and then like Tony's just mad. Like, yeah. it could be anything <laughs> really, but at least he's alive now. Yeah. Okay. All right, I guess yeah, we I can... think that's the end for Team Cop. Yay! Now on to my favorite team. Yeah. Team I... Other. Oh. <laughs> okay. Team Iron Man. I, Here we go. I like. Yeah, I think Team Iron Man. They don't have as much chemistry as Team Thor, but I do think 
their balance and then also what they get to do in the story is the most interesting yes especially once we get our comedy characters yeah um introduced okay <laughs> drax yeah um, he's my favorite easily the biggest complaint in this entire movie was there was no mention of any sherlock reference um between doctor strange and uh <laughs> iron man i i, like, I think that was good i i, I don't I, think I, I would like to see a throwaway line yeah, I don't like throwaway lines though. <laughs> I don't like meta humor like, like that. Like, like even just a that's elementary Stark or something like that. Yeah, even something that might not even even say Sherlock in it. But uh, like if if one of them turned to the other and called them Watson or something, and then they got into an argument off to the side about which one was actually Watson, as it transitions to another conversation for other people. And then we could have, um, what's his face? Um, Martin Freeman. Oh, that would be hilarious. (laughs) Ah, so many things now. Um, (laughs) but yeah, no, it was, they did have a lot of fun, like, bro chemistry at the beginning, um, when they first met. Um, like they, they had a lot of like nods to each other they were both trying to impress each other um, and it was cool just the progression over the entire movie to see it was um, strange that actually ended up saving Tony in the end um, yeah so it was, it was just cool who should we start with here well let's start with Tony, since he's the leader. Oh boy, yes. Uh, probably my favorite actor in this movie. There was so much going for him in this, yeah. and I love that there are so many hints in his character from the past movies in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love the little scene with him and Pepper, and, and mm-hmm. I think you know he he gets a lot of criticism for you know. He's he's sort of grounding this universe, and they're giving him a lot of money for it. But his character is just so interesting, and he holds yeah. the movies together. Yeah, for sure. I I'd like to point out just something very interesting that I don't think was the intention of the writers here. So Tony starts out in this movie talking about having a dream that he has a kid or something, and he wakes up and there's no kid. And then he ends this movie with uh, him after holding uh, Peter, which Peter. is kind of his kid in this yeah. universe, the closest thing to it. And then losing him mm-hmm. was kind of a little, I don't know, a little small poetic thing. That, I don't know. That's a really good point. I didn't really put that together. But yeah, like the the death of Spidey at the end was like so like, I don't know. I'm sure that hit it visually hit Iron Man with yeah. like everybody he knows he's been fighting to save. He was pretty much done with this whole superhero shtick. He wanted to be able to defend his his new family, but otherwise he didn't want to be an Avenger anymore. And then he just had to be another reluctant hero in this. But at the same yeah. time, like 
he he just wanted to get it done. Um, so with Spider-Man clinging onto the ship as it goes into space, and um, him not sending Spidey back, even though several times in this movie we saw Stephen Strange use dimensional portals to get people places, and they wouldn't have had to turn around the ship to send Peter back. Um, they kept him. I don't know if there's a distance thing. I mean, he's so far out in space. I don't know. There, there might be, and I think that. Well, what I really appreciate about the Tony Spider-Man relationship is that it actually really brings Tony Stark's character arc into like full view because he sort of starts out hating his father and holding a lot of resentment and then he becomes a father Mm -hmm. and that's really been the character arc that holds the universe together and if you actually look at a lot of the major characters also have parental relationships as a major part of their story thor does thanos um, everybody in guardians of the galaxy yeah (laughs) except maybe well mantis well no drax is fighting because well because wife and children yeah that's true yeah Um, i mean go for it oh never mind you you said that earlier sorry what (laughs) no i I, no i was thinking thinking about something else let's continue (laughs) okay um oh i really liked iron man's new um armor yeah I, i saw something funny online someone pointed out that the real story of the marvel cinematic universe is tony slowly inventing easier ways to get dressed yeah it's so true (laughs) um one thing i i did think was really cool was like in previous movies a lot of what tony would do would be like they would have a plan he'd be like okay good plan i'm gonna do my own thing rush in get smacked in the face and then have to figure out a plan as he goes (laughs) in this one he was like okay here's my plan and then or he would ask someone else for a plan like he he used spidey's plan he used star lord's plan allegedly um (laughs) like he was willing to be like hey i might not have the best plan here we just need to have a plan um yeah which I thought was like, it's it's such a minor thing, but like, it's so crazy that such an egomaniac could change into this guy that's really just trying to do his best now. So one thing is, I was so ready for this character to die in this movie because how much they were no. emphasizing his character... And like yeah. and that final battle against Thanos, because he was going all at it, go all out in that battle, using everything he has. Yeah. And uh, and he gets stabbed, and it's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a beautiful moment here. And it's just like, oh no, they they have to wait it for something else. Okay. See, so I um, I was working on a spoof for the trailer for like a couple weeks beforehand. Oh, so, I saw that spoof. Yeah, I I I watched that first trailer countless number of times um that being said one thing that stood out to me 
in the trailer was how many times it had shots of Tony just sitting there and thinking and looking sad. And in my mind, I thought, okay, everybody, either everybody's dead or just Cap is dead. And it was Tony's fault. And now he's sad and in a state of thought. So I figured that Cap was going to die in this movie and not Tony. So I was half right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So uh, I, I was I was fairly certain that he was going to be fine, though. Okay. Having just seen Civil War and changed my opinion very much on that, I have a... I actually like the character of Tony Stark a whole lot more now um, because I kind of saw the movie from his perspective, Civil War, that is. And it, it really, like, I, I feel like that's one of the um, most important movies in the universe in terms of yeah. who you're going to like and who you're going to react to. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I, and he, he had a lot to do um yeah i i really enjoyed his character mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad he's coming back same and like okay I, i've been watching a lot of interviews with uh, a lot of the cast and i love so much just the the chemistry that he and um tom holland have like yeah. it's such a fun duo with those two yeah they really they make a really great team and i'm happy that he was in homecoming like you Mm -hmm. know obviously everyone was making jokes about he's kind of muscling his way into every single movie but he really did add yeah a bit to that and that movie also added quite a bit to his character Mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree um with that, on to uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say an unpopular opinion is that when he finally disappeared, I I smiled a big grin because I I never liked this Spider-Man. What? Uh, I, I honestly, I'm not emotionally connected to any of these characters, but uh, I I personally just did not like this Spider-Man. He was better in this movie. Than the other was than the other two. Then I will say, but I was, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, kill him. I don't like him. I don't know. I this this is by far my favorite cinematic Spider-Man. Um, yeah. Uh, like, Tobey Maguire was okay. Andrew Garfield was. He existed. He wasn't <laughs> a bad actor. He was. No. It, it was definitely the script in that regard but like by far this tells the story of a kid that got superpowers and learned that he needed to use them for good and ended up doing that and like he has all those like peter parker moments of him being like making fun of his opponents while he's beating his opponents and yeah. breaking the fourth wall in some regards, but also still very much being in the story. Um, I don't know. I, I think they did a very good job. Also, they were like yeah. you know consistent with his powers and not like, hey, I can shoot webs out of my wrist because we don't want to <laughs> have to worry about 
Web Slingers. Yeah. But, I, you know. I really, yeah, I think Tom Holland is also my favorite Spider-Man of the ones that mm-hmm. have shown up so far. Um, and it, it's really cool having him in the Avengers movies, you know, back when the first Avengers and even the second one came out, no one would have thought it was possible. Yeah. Just legally. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, he, he definitely has quite a bit to do, and I would actually say he's the heart of at least Team Iron Man. Yeah. And he's like, he's the little cinnamon roll that everybody wants to protect, because like, yeah. he's he's the kid, but he's also like, everybody sees themselves in him. He's he's, yeah. he's relatable, he's good, he's like, trying to do his best and so everybody sees themselves in that i i Um, really like one of the moments where he's rescuing just a bunch of people as thanos is crashing parts of the moon into titan and he's like oh oh i i've got you i've got you too i'm sorry i don't remember any of your names yeah you know i can't personally relate to that but i know quite a few people who are overwhelmed by everything and that's completely fair because there's so many characters yeah one of one of my hallmates uh she went to watch it with with everybody in the dorm and uh she hadn't seen any marvel movies before this one oh wow oh no so (laughs) yeah um it was an interesting experience for her but i'm very certain i could hear her laugh when that line was said yeah it's it's a nice little nod to the fact that they know that not everyone is a super fan yeah um i know that just talking with my family i would try to talk about vision and they would be like who because they never really said his name until civil war yeah yeah, I remember when you told that story for a Civil War podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Peter's death was like you know, it was it was the sad one because he was the one that was like, no, I don't want to die, and yeah. uh, I like that struck the feel chords. I think it was it was, uh, yeah. it was good performance overall. And it reminded me a lot of his um, moment in Spider-Man Homecoming with the, when he's, you know, crying out for help. Yeah. And those are where I think Tom Holland really shines is when he's playing the Peter Parker who's realizing just how much he is limited. Yeah. By his being a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to kill him in this movie. Yeah. But, uh... Well... That changed real fast. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's questionable as to how valid the death was. But, yeah, right. it was... Oh, it's going to be fixed. Uh, he has his, he has another movie coming up. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they could switch it over to Miles Morales. This is true. I hope... I would love that, but he... I don't think that's going to be the case. Dude, I, I would love a, like, switch to... A Spider Verse with this, like that would be so dope. But yeah, I also really like Tom Holland, so I'm 
Well, no, and there's a Miles Morales animated movie coming That's out true. later this year. So yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, this is definitely my favorite Spider-Man, and he's really doing a lot being a part of the Avengers team. I would, I'm still waiting for my like full circle shot of every single Avengers member. Yeah. But I'm assuming that's coming in the next one. Yeah, that would be my assumption too. I don't know. My favorite Spider-Man was that 90s cartoon. I mean, I'm with you there, but if we're judging cinematic... Live action, yeah. then, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't like this Spider-Man just because <laughs> the way he's, he's written, honestly. Okay. He, he is very he's, much he, like a Gen he's, Z. He's he's written more like our modern generation of kids. Yeah. Who I hate. Um. <laughs> yeah. He he's written like a kid that's probably five to ten years younger than us. So that's one huge factor why I don't like him here. Is just because he that's the way he's written. Yeah. I I will say I have one major complaint about him. Um. I was kind of upset that um, Tony could replicate the spider serum stuff. Not serum. Spider webbing. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of like, uh, okay, well, Pete should be the only one that can do that. Even if you yeah. had... If, if it was just like, hey, the suit has different nozzle ends, so it'll spray it out in different ways. That would be like, oh... That's cool. I like that. But to for it to say, oh yeah, no, I I just recreated your formula. It was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that makes Spider-Man a little bit less special, but fine. Yeah. I mean, I think there are so many sciency characters though that having Spider-Man instead be an emotional character is a really interesting development. Yeah, I I still think they should. Yeah. In the future. He, he capitalize on his yeah. scienciness. He he deserves credit for his inventions. Yeah. Um, who's up next? Doctor Strange. My favorite. Your favorite. Yeah. Do tell. Oh, um, well, I think his movie is my favorite of the solo movies. Um, I oh, think okay. visually he's the most unique Avenger. Um, hmm. And I think everything that I don't like about... He's everything that I like about Iron Man without everything that I don't like about Iron Man. That's fair. Like he, he's, he's a similar character, but I feel like he's more likely to let go of his pride in order to do the right thing. Yeah. Not, not that Iron Man doesn't, but... It, it yeah I I agree it's more apparent with um with strange and then I think just like visually he has the most interesting powers um mm -hmm. and it, it's yeah I love seeing him as part of the team and I assume he'll come back um yeah and I have certain theories about him in the next movie but right. Well, and so I think the the most major part about him in this movie is, at least from my perspective, um, well, besides the fact that he held the the time stone 
he was willing to give it up to save Tony's life. Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that's against his character? No. I mean, I, okay. I have yes a theory and no. about why that isn't. Um, well, I mean, it's a complete re- reversal with what he said earlier, yeah. but there there is justification for that. Yeah. Right, but at, at the same time, the way I see it is... So, okay. The, the leading thought that I've heard is that um, he did that because... Um, he saw into the future and saw that Tony was one of the only people that could stop Thanos or something along those lines. Yeah. That's, I think, the, what they're going with. My thought on that is that if I were going to stop a um, a giant evil baddie and people were tagging along that I didn't know I could protect, I would tell them that if they were caught in a scenario... I would let them, where it, it was between their lives or the lives of millions, that I would let them die. Because that would make them be more careful. Um, personally, I think that's just the smartest move. And Doctor Strange, being one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe, could have been making a play like that. Now, I don't think that's what they were doing, though. <laughs> right, and I, I think it it's more... The more obvious solution is, hey, I saw into the future, and you need to not die right now, so I will let everybody else die instead. Of course. But... But I was very confused when that moment happened, of yeah, course. Yeah, the first time through, I was like, what? And then I was talking with some people afterwards, and I was like, oh, wait, what if... It's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, his, could, his... could be a little bit more obvious, but it, it, it's it is what it is. Yeah, his, his cloak. We don't have it on our little list, but his cloak also showed uh, a lot of character in this. Yes, <laughs> probably yes. more than a lot of the actual actors uh, in this. But uh, it was fun to see. I often forget that his cloak is actually like sentient and whatnot. But it was fun to see it fly him around and. And uh, smack things and just be there. I don't know. It was fun. Yeah, I, I agree. It was. And yeah, I, I just enjoy the character of Doctor Strange a lot. So getting to see him as part of the team was a lot of fun. Um, and I would love to see him as a part of the team in the next movie. But you never know. Mm. We'll have to wait. That might be later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cumberbatch is another actor that gets along really well with Tom Holland. So like yeah. their their chemistry. I I hope they feature them together more frequently in the future. But I don't know. Possibly in upcoming solo films or something. We'll see. Solo movie films? I don't know. Well, no, I, I don't think I don't think Disney's willing to uh, merge those universes quite yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, I guess on to more of the Guardians. All right. Yeah. Lem- yeah. Everyone is really mad at this character. Yeah. 
And for good reason, because when that moment happened, I was also like, oh, no, please don't do this. Yeah, gosh darn, Drax should have gone the other direction. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I guess that was Gamora. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, let me think. L yeah, that whole scene where they're almost fully beating up Thanos, like taking away his stuff. And like when that moment happens, like, huh? How is he gonna get out of this? And as soon as Peter comes into the frame, like, oh no, of course, yeah, yeah. of I, course it's him. And it's like I don't want him to do it, but it's also like it's so in his character to do it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was kind of just a cheap solution for the time. I think, if, but it it fits his character so well yeah. because he's always just act first, think second. But I also think like. A better way of doing it was for them to not have had the glove come off so close. They're like, I, yeah. I'm okay with things being like a one in a million chance for this to work, or one in four billion or whatever, four hundred million. I don't know. Strange. Stuff. Fourteen million. Fourteen million. I'm okay with that, but it's like, in, in the scenario where like, the glove is basically off of the character. And then he wakes up and is suddenly immediately ready to fight, and like it's just like he could have he could have made it less close and still have had the same value on the scene, if not more. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate it because stuff like that happens a lot in TV show because you need to have that last minute uh, struggle there. Yeah. And it, and the, it and I will. The thing that comes to the top of my head is that Gravity Falls uh, between uh, Stan and the other guy. Uh, okay. No uh, because, yeah, because you've not seen it. I've seen uh, it, but for other oh, okay. people. Yeah. For other people, Stan and the other guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see where you're going with that. So it's like, uh, for me, I don't like uh, cliched moments like that where... It's it's their only solution to drag this thing longer and get to the good parts where we have to have this moment like, okay, maybe they're going to win, but oh, guess what? Nope, we're going to go further. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's been done before. And here I think it makes more sense because it fits his character, but yeah, it's really aggravating. Yeah. <sighs> I, I've never particularly been a fan of Star Lord, um so I I won't comment too much, but yeah. I I will say I've never been a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy in general, but this movie made me see a little bit more of what other people see in them. Hmm. Alright, so Drax and Mantis were actually they played very similar roles in this. Yeah, they're movie. the comedy. Yeah, they're the comedy, the comedy that came through in the end, almost, uh, but also Drax. died. Drax being my favorite comedy moment in this. Uh, I I love Drax so much. You know his that moment there is like how long have he been standing there? An hour. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was pretty good, albeit a bit creepy, but yeah. pretty good. Just him eating that chip. Yeah. <laughs> well, and really then, slowly. And then Mantis coming in to disprove his his uh, theory. 
yeah. Mantis, you know, again, she she is not much of a char- a big character. Her main purpose is making people fall asleep <laughs> and being that idiotic character that makes mistakes in terms of how she says things. So, mm. you know. I, I think I like Mantis a lot, and yeah. I think what they gave her in the fight was really cool how they were able to work her in. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, she only really puts people to sleep, but that can be very useful with the right combination of powers. Yeah, for sure. And that's, like, those are the types of powers that I like in comic books, the ones that aren't necessarily valuable on their own, but when you get a team together, you suddenly see their worth. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, personally, it was kind of um, obvious that Drax and uh, Mantis were going to be playing very similar roles um, when in the uh, the collector scene um, they both get dismantled um, and then put back together. It was like, oh, so... I see. Okay, that's fine. And it well, it didn't it didn't take away from it at all. It was just like, okay, they're they're pretty much playing the same role. But at least they're both being comical about it. Um, it was humorous their whole dynamic. Um, and like, as much as non Marvel fans hate on Marvel about. Um, them having quips and like they're them being too lighthearted. Yeah, I think it's personally I've never found that to be a bad thing. I mean, I'm I'm a fully grown kid who's grown up with superheroes my whole childhood. So like them being funny while while some more serious things are happening isn't like super out of the question for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I think these characters did bring some of that humor, even though like we know Drax has like a super crazy sad backstory. But because of his humor, it's like okay, well, we know his backstory is sad, but currently he's kind of dealing with that by making friends and by being so funny. Yeah. I, I really like the Guardians dynamic as a team. Um, yeah. And I think having, you know, just in terms of logistics in this movie, you have to have certain characters be comic relief. And I feel they both really did good jobs being the comic relief, but then also contributing to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much all I have to say on that. <laughs> okay, Nebula, she was here to be tortured and to get Gamora to the next scene. Yeah. That that torture scene though was so visually interesting. Um, yeah. The way she was being pulled apart, I that was brutal. Yeah. Well, and then. 
she also does serve a purpose too at the very end like yes she was just a character that explained things at the end Uh, Uh, of course and part of the reason why quill punched thanos in the face repeatedly but um she's also tony's only ride back to earth so there's that (laughs) Um, or I guess he might have been able to steal Quill's ship, but at least yeah. he has an accomplished pilot um, there now. Um, it, was, it was kind of funny. My first thought when everyone else had disintegrated was, oh no, now Tony Stark and Nebula have to get together and repopulate the planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen, but that was just, like, my first Is she thought. even capable of doing that, though? I have no idea. I'm gonna assume, because she was upgraded to become more proficient at battle, that there were probably places that they had to remove for that. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah, those are two characters that you would never really think of interacting, ooh. which makes it kind of interesting that they're the two left yeah so hopefully that means we get to see a bit of interaction between the two of them yeah well and i was i was so i was so ready for quill to be the last one of the last ones standing on titan but he got he got vaped just like everyone else i was kind of surprised that the only one that's left is rocket of the guardians yeah well nebula well yeah. I mean, she's kind of an adversary. She's yeah. Frenemy kind Frenemy, of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> she's their Loki. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. She exists. She'll probably play a bigger role in the next movie. Um, yeah. I, I've been watching a couple things on how important she is in the uh, Infinity Gauntlet comic book. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll it'll be interesting to see if she fulfills any of those roles in the next movie or not. Time will tell. I but. think she's also um, paired with the Last Guardian. She's an interesting contrast to Gamora, mm-hmm. and I think her role as that really shines through. Especially like this movie did so much for both of those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and even like. It was powerful in this movie because in the last Guardians, I mean, before they're like, yay, we're sisters again scene, like, they were trying to kill each other. And in, I, uh... in this movie, they are going out of their way to make sure that the other doesn't die, um, which worked for one of them. There's a lot of those character things that, you know, when you have to go and sit through and watch and it's like, oh, I don't really want to watch this. It's kind of cringy. Like the whole sister relationship thing is like, oh, I, I wanted a sister and you were that sister kind of thing. But the thing that they did it with here is that it paid off in the end where mm-hmm. it's like it, it, you didn't need to have that reintroduced in this movie it, it, it was done before in the last movie, and now when you watch it here, it's unspoken, and you can actually see the unspokenness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Okay. There's a long list of characters, so I think let's let's talk about that one at the top, and then we can go on to the other villains. Yeah, I think we'll well, yeah, we can most of these characters. Yeah, we can brief because we can brief. This has been going on for a while now. We gotta yeah, we gotta <laughs> get to the main event here. We gotta yeah. get to that main event. <laughs> so Red Skull. I was super surprised. Yeah. Oh, I think really. I think that's the reward for sticking with the universe yeah. this long, is you get moments like that where something pays off that you never thought would pay off. Oh, I was expecting him to show up in this movie, because oh, wow. you know when I marath when I marathoned the Marvel movies, you know I saw that scene where he goes and and I see that it's like, huh. That kind of looks like he transported somewhere else instead of him to fully disintegrating. Right. And so I was like, oh, I, oh, I bet there's going to be some kind of thing with him and uh, Thanos. Probably like a flashback thing was like, oh, here's our Earth planet. Uh, here I have a stone thing there. And that's what leads Thanos there. But uh, I guess the surprising thing here is that he led to that stone and he's yeah. a ghost. Well, Which, as soon as that figure appeared, it's like, oh, is that going to be him? I don't, I'm don't. i not sure why, because he's floating, but is that him? Mm. And then he starts speaking, it's like, oh, yeah, it's him. I, I personally wasn't expecting it, but it makes sense, knowing now that the Tesseract was indeed the Space Stone, that he was potentially transported, and maybe he was transported to the planet of the, uh, of the Soul Stone, and... Um, maybe did something else there that he shouldn't have and ended up being the guardian for the soul stone um, yeah. obviously he hasn't he hasn't aged today but also <laughs> we can't see wrinkles on his face either so also I don't think he's uh, played by Hugo Weaving in this no Hugo Weaving kind of declined to be in this movie so well, what he basically said, and this was a few years ago, but he said he wasn't completely opposed and that he had a contract holding it to him, but he wouldn't come back if it wasn't, you know, contractually obligated. So it sounds like they didn't hold him to his contract. Interesting. Which, I mean, it doesn't particularly matter. I don't think this is one of his better roles, so... I personally didn't notice. I thought uh, the voice sounded very similar. So yeah. props to yeah. Marvel. I, I, it was it, I, it was a good job. Yeah. I recognize that the voice wasn't quite the same, but I thought it was just, um, I don't know, some artistic choice or something. Yeah, yeah. They did a really good job. And obviously, since the character has a red face, it's not very difficult to right. fake it. Right. For sure. And the person that they hired is apparently a relatively famous celebrity impersonator, so... Oh. Intriguing. Oh, props to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe he should have been solo. I don't know. I've had just this time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that, but... I, I needed a little quip there. So... Now what? Um... Uh... Let's... One sec. Well... 
can we can we skip these characters until the end for very quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I I would say most of these characters are meh. Like they exist. They're, yeah. They're not they're, super yeah. relevant. I would say we should definitely talk about the um post credit scene. The, after, yeah. But. At yes, of course. And going by this list, I think the Black Order. Yes, yes. Oh yeah. Um I didn't really care for them. Yeah, they... I like I like Squidward, but <laughs> I Yeah. I didn't really care for them. They... Well, and it left his death open for like, hey, maybe he is alive. We saw Thor not die like this. Oh, his death was disappointing. It's like, it's like, ah, oh, throw him out the airlock. <laughs> He's dead. Oh, well, he was such, he was such a very powerful. Yeah, coach. but at the same time, it was like the only way to beat him was outsmarting. So I'm kind of okay with it, all things considered. Yeah, I mean. Sooner the better, I guess, you know, to get him off the screen was the thing here, but it's like, ah. I yeah. felt kind of bad, um, Carrie Coon was played, um, Proxima Midnight, I believe is her name, the girl one, and she's a really incredible actress, but she hasn't really gotten any work, hmm. so I felt kind of bad for her, um, only getting, like, a few lines here and there. And and these villains were not really established villains within this universe. Yeah. And like I they're not interesting to me. They're like, "Oh, we got this weapon stuff that we do." And it's like, "We got nothing else. We follow Thanos and that's it. I'm the big tall guy. I'm the strong girl one. I'm the one that gets killed off." Or something yeah. like that. And then there's that always that wizard guy. But I, I think it would have been interesting if they had used villains that have already been in the Marvel Universe. But they're all um, dead. So. Well, you could have had Red Skull. You could have had um, one of the guys from the, the bad guy from the Hulk movie, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. So uh, I can't I'm with you there. Abomination? Yeah. I, think I, saw I was wondering if time. he will ever show up again. You could have had Hella. Yeah, I mean she's probably dead. Maybe. I, I, I hope not. Be. I would assume yes, but eh, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think also um, with I was talking with somebody and they were saying it would have been cool if once Thanos got the Soul Stone he had revived, like, previous villains to yeah. fight them. Um, and that could have been interesting. I'm glad they didn't go there, but... <laughs> of course. It could have been an interesting uh, plot point. It, it'd be, like, one of those epic things just for the sake of being epic. Yeah. 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 Although, it, it would have been really cool to, like, if if Wanda was, like, about to stop Thanos from a nefarious plan and Thanos brought back a vision of, um, of Quicksilver. It was like, hey, yeah. your brother's dead. Be sad now. Ha 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 ha. I'm evil. Yeah. That would have been like, ah, you, re you really are evil there, mister. 
<laughs> oh boy, I guess we're going to have to beat you next time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, to be fair though, like, there's so many characters, and I think the Black Order was handled about as well as they could have handled them without extending the runtime. They're just pretty much there to be the grunts for Thanos. Yeah, they're the mini bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The one that the ones that no one really care about because they <laughs> just want Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we have Is that everything for these? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can characters? we can quickly list um Ant-Man, Wasp, Hawkeye, Bird, I mean, Valkyrie, and Captain Marvel, obviously. They weren't there. We're not in this film. Uh it was interesting that they didn't have Hawkeye. I'm assuming that Ant-Man, they're going to have um, Ant-Man and Wasp take place during the same time as... I Infinity hope War. so. I think, you see, there's two ways I could see this going. Um, I think either this happens, like, before, and you have um, then, like, either as part of the climax or an end credit scene, you have certain characters from that movie disappearing. Yeah. And then I've also, like, maybe they were in these battles, you just couldn't see them, but I feel like that's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I I just don't think the Ant-Man movie's gonna be good, <laughs> this sequel. Especially since, you know... Like, what the heck are they even gonna do, <laughs> I, honestly? I don't think it's going to be very memorable. Just because it seems it's, like the villain's like just a throwaway villain, but yeah. it had actually. I have a theory about who the villain is, but I'm I'm gonna okay save that for another time. Okay, maybe after this podcast because I don't want to blow people's minds. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's baby crap. But um. no, <laughs> but it's like you like this movie cannot take place after Infinity War yeah. because. I do not believe all those characters are still there. Yeah, I think I think um, I think in an, in a perfect universe, you would have the surprising thing of like halfway through the fight with the main bad guy, people start disappearing. Yeah. But I think just from a logistics standpoint, not everyone will have seen Infinity War. So yeah. for the sake of spoilers, I would actually put it in the end credit scene. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. So then let's talk about Gamora. I really thought they they really improved her character for me in this one. Like I feel like Thanos for as good a job as Josh Brolin did as the character and he did phenomenal. Yeah. Um Yes. I think half of the reason that I liked Thanos as much as I did was because of how conflicted Gamora felt. Like because in the other two Guardians movies, she's very anti-Thanos, but I love, you know, there's that moment where she charges at Thanos and you think he's dead. And it was kind of, it reminded me of The Lion King, where um, Simba's dad pretended that Simba had killed him, and it's just the very dramatic, playful scene. And that really, that was the first time I realized how complex Thanos was. Yeah. Well, and, like, 
how she was crying afterwards and then he's like wait i'm actually here and then she she's still like teary-eyed but now she's like oh shoot yeah yeah she she was definitely like it was interesting because yeah she had character development in the first guardians and kind of in the second not so much she was more there to tell quill like hey your father i don't like him (laughs) yeah and the whole thing with nebula and whatever of course but like in this one it was like hey there's a reason why she acts the way she acts like there's there's a reason why she's on the run from thanos and like yeah also, she has a dagger that she's never had before. I think yeah. that's fine to retcon in. I think that was one of the uh, best scenes in the movie in terms of, like, um, well, just for visual symbolism, um, he's, of course, showing her how to balance the dagger. But yeah. then if you look in the background of the scene, the shot itself <laughs> is very unbalanced because you have half the people alive and half are dead. And right. so it's kind of the filmmakers calling out Thanos um, and that his balancing of the universe isn't actually balancing the universe. Yeah. And then, like, the way Thanos changes all of, like, the deadliness um, aimed at Gamora into, like, bubbles was like, hey, she's still my daughter. The only one that gets to kill my daughter is me. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I legitimately think he did not want to do that. Yeah. Um, and that that moment was, yeah, I think Gamora makes Thanos as much as Thanos makes Thanos. Yeah. For me. Uh, so a nitpick on her death, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much my contribution is nitpicks. Is that how she didn't realize? Yeah, I do think she came off as a bit of an idiot in that last scene, but part of it is because I already and and I yeah, it's kind of for like for some of the audience who may not be uh, clicking that up at that moment. So it's like, oh, you need to have that extra mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, though his tears are not for himself, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Well, and you know, and so I, I can get why they would do that, but still, it just takes away the power from that scene. And I and I like the visual, where as he's dragging her, she just she's hitting him, as if like a little toddler is hitting. Yeah. When they're being yeah. dragged, I actually so I thought another like small moment that impacted me in that was when she's pleading with Thanos. She's almost hanging off of him and throughout the movie you know none of the other characters want to get close to him at all because he's just such a physically um he's just this huge being and yet gamora since he's been her father figure she's very comfortable being up close to him yeah and like another thing that um they did well was they showed like Thanos was like actually pretty nice to Gamora like obviously killing half of someone's planet isn't 
particularly nice, but he did go out of his way to spare her and raise her and train and her also, and whatever. He, um, and also, when, you know, uh, he... He he has her look away, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, like, at the very end, when Nebula's running at him, and he treats her with such disregard that he values her parts over her, you can see yeah. why Nebula hates him and despises or despised her sister for so long yeah there's definite favoritism yeah i think thanos was an incredible father for gamora and that's about it yeah but at the same time like he's transitioning onto the character of thanos he's lived a long life and as far as we know, he's the only survivor of his planet's extinction. Yeah. And he dealt with a lot there. And that was super cool to see because it was... It was contrary to a lot of Marvel movies. Um, one thing that they did pretty well in Black Panther, but I could sympathize with Thanos, at least to some degree. Like... Yeah. Personally, in the argument for overpopulation, I think personally people should be having less kids <laughs> because having a lot of people, um, at least in the States, is kind of messing up the economy. Um, but I also like how this film portrays just slaughtering thousands and thousands of people because that is also not the solution. <laughs> um, yeah. And although it's effective, it's it should never be our solution. And, yeah, you brought up Black Panther. I think both villains work well because there's a certain amount of truth to what they're saying. And what, one of the other things that I like about Thanos, they gave him a real um, hero's journey in this. Um, yeah. And it it's actually an even more tragic hero's journey than even, like, I guess the iconic one is Lord of the Rings. Because Thanos doesn't have a Gandalf. Thanos doesn't have someone who's, you know, telling him, yes, this is this is what you should be doing, and you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically just going it alone. Um, and I think that endears him to a certain extent, not to the point of forgiving him, but it just makes him so much more complex, that he yeah. believes things, this so strongly, that he's willing to sacrifice probably the only person that he's ever cared for yeah well and um at one point dr strange says that um he thinks that um thanos would find uh, their will equal to his and i found that line really interesting because if thanos's mindset were on saving the universe in a different way like say there was a big bad guy that Thanos was introduced to very early on in his life. Thanos would be on the same path as the Avengers, I'm sure, in trying to stop that. But Thanos is kind of... He's an Avenger fighting overpopulation. 
an abstract concept yeah. as opposed to Avengers that are fighting real life threats. So it this movie, whether people want it to or not, is such a like deeply philosophical movie because the villain is definitely bad, but all of his traits are pretty much the same as our heroes. Yeah. You know, he's courageous, he's strong, he he knows what he feels he needs to do, and he sees it through to the end. Yeah. Even at the cost of possibly his own life. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh... Thanos is a very well-done character and honestly surprised me because, you know, he's been sitting in a chair for 17 movies before this. <laughs> yeah, for him not being well-built up, he was well-done in the actual in his yeah. actual performance. I mean, so. I don't think he wasn't well-built up. I think that the build-up wasn't what we got which i'm actually very happy with like i'm happy that going into it i thought thanos was just going to be you know typical big bad purple alien but he actually turned out to be more yeah well and another thing was uh we saw the chachari in on another planet uh which was cool yeah because it was like hey they're not just evil aliens that attack earth for no reason they do other things. Um, yeah. Well, by other things, I mean attack other planets for pretty much <laughs> no reason. But, you know. Yeah. They, they've been around for longer than just Avengers. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool, too. Like, I, I think uh, as much as, like, yeah, they focused on the heroes, all, like, 32 or whatever of them, they did a great job on their villains and even even the the throwaway villains that were just the mini bosses were like okay we all know that you're the mini bosses but at the same time you guys are regardless of how cool and unique you guys are you're all gonna be in the shadow of thanos in this yeah. movie anyways so personally to me it didn't matter i i did like having uh obviously the the telepath is cool to see him yeah. fight against other, or not telepath, telekinetic, um, fight against other telekinetics and wizardy people. It was cool to see the two more like agile ones fighting against some of the more agile Avengers, and it was cool to see the big dude with the giant like hook, hammer, chain thing fighting Hulk even if it wasn't Hulk in his prime form. It was cool to have that, like, even without Thanos, they were pretty well matched against Thanos' kids. Or yeah. the Dark Order, or whatever they were. So. Yeah, and I, I think Thanos also was in some of the best moments of the film, just visually. Um, I think Volmir, which is... I believe the name of the planet where they get the soul stone was yeah. visually incredible. Like they had 
the sea that's also the desert and then the mountain and it was mm. very heavy metal type <laughs> album yeah. color but but very beautiful and then also that um scene where right after he snaps his fingers and he goes to um the well very orange i would assume actually that it's inside the soul stone or something yeah he's young gamora and she asked him did you do it and yeah he goes, yeah and what did it cost everything yeah and like yeah that those scenes where he's where he's in that like orange realm um there's a lot to unpack there but I'm glad that they added it because most everything else in the movie is like, oh, big bad guy snaps fingers and destroys things. Okay, cool. This person punches things and it makes a punch hole. This makes sense. These were the scenes that were like, okay, when is this happening? Where is this? Why? What's happening? Um, and those scenes were, were kind of a good break of action um, to make us think a little bit more, I think, too. And that ending of the movie, I'm so happy yeah. that they ended it that way with, like, everyone dying. Because yeah. you, I don't think we've ever, in so far in movies and the shows, have an ending where the villain actually gets his ending where everyone dies. Besides, um, well, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, <laughs> it's been done before, but never on this scale. Yeah, yeah, not not on this scale, and not with like all these characters that we uh, quote unquote love. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just so happy that we got that. And my only disappointment that is that it's not gonna last. <laughs> it's gonna be undone in the next movie. And I would actually love it if they would never. <laughs> F- fixed it because yeah. he's like ah oh, it's never happened before why undo it why do you always have to undo it just <laughs> let it be all dead from, it'd be yeah i think from a storytelling yeah. perspective i agree with you but mm-hmm. from like a humanity perspective i really of want course. to see doctor strange i really want to see black panther and yeah. of I course want to see spider-man and all of those characters yeah yeah i think certain characters i would be okay with them killing off in either this movie or the next um like either i I would assume that all the characters that got disintegrated are going to come back somehow yeah um yes the characters that cap yeah the, the the characters that were just killed however like loki or uh gamora or well i'm sure gamora's coming back but um, uh-huh. other I characters hope not, but yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I think those characters like I kind of would be okay with them staying dead it makes yeah. this movie hold a lot more weight um, yeah the watching this movie part of the reason I enjoyed it um, I grew up well like you guys on Bionicle and of course for me this movie was akin to 2008 Bionicle, where oh, everything's okay. just starting yeah. to get into place. You're switching between different perspectives. We're going to new places. We're fighting threats that we don't really know completely about yet. 
and in the end of the 2008 Bionicle series, spoilers, oh, I remember that. Um, Teradax takes over the entire universe, and uh, the old um, god, basically, Matt Nui, gets cast to a desert wasteland. And it ends there. Until, you know, the next section. But just that feeling of, okay, well, all the characters that died for this are now it like they died for the cause and like their sacrifices are noted but they're not like it didn't end up accomplishing something and in that their sacrifices kind of became more realistic the reason why Matoro's death in Bionicle is so like <sighs> sad is because he doesn't come back at all, ever. Even when they introduced the yeah. Red Star, where they're like, hey, yeah, we actually have been blackboxing all of you guys, so don't worry, we have the whole universe set to autosave. Um, Matoro still doesn't come back. And that makes his sacrifice, as well as um, uh, the Mask of Life's own sacrifice, um, so important. Um and that's that's a lot of what I saw in this movie. It was like with all of the characters, they had sacrifice, and I know that most of them are gonna come back. But it gives this movie more substance if one or two of the characters stay dead. Kind of like yeah. again, this is not my favorite Avengers movie, but having Quicksilver die in Ultron was like, okay, at least somebody's dead. This actually is more realistic now. Yeah. Um, it, it adds stakes to the rest of the movies. Yeah. Which is why I wish, you know, people actually died in Civil War. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, having seen I Infinity War and how big of a role War Machine played... I'm happy yeah, that it didn't, but I, I still can, think it's I, a flaw of Civil War as a standalone film. Yeah, and I think, you know, they didn't kill anyone off because they wanted this moment here yeah. to be such a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, for the overall narrative, I definitely like that. But I, I agree with you. When Civil War happened, I didn't think War Machine was big enough of a character for it to have mattered whether he survived or not. Um but now seeing the full perspective from this angle it's like okay i can dig it it was still a heartbreaking moment because we didn't know what kind of injuries he would have but now that we can look at it and be like okay well this is actually kind of important to the story i think yeah overall i think it was a good play um I'll quickly address, since we're on this topic, my theory for the next movie. So there's obviously the theory that, um, well, that the next movie will either mostly focus on or at least partially focus on the Avengers trying to get the Infinity Stones back. Um, which More specifically, the Time Stone. Which, yeah, and I think along those lines, I've actually seen, I'm not sure if these photos were doctored or anything, but it had, you know, Captain America with one Infinity Stone slot on his glove. So an interesting thing I would like to see if they do that is that a bunch of the Avengers each have one spot, and then they have to yeah. team up to 
Um, but then the other thought, and I think this is the way I hope they go, um, and this is especially, they've been saying that the next movie is not Infinity War Part 2. Um, so the way I kind of hope they go is that Thanos either realizes that he made a mistake or wants Gamora back, so he undoes um, the disintegration. Hmm. Although him, I don't him know. undoing the disintegration doesn't really do much for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how that would work, but I think in terms of story wise, that brings Thanos' character around a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I I don't know. I feel like that's just a Deus Ex machina. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I, I, I feel bad. Let me fix everything. It's, yeah. I think it's too much of like a, a, a TV show. Like yeah. uh they do that with Arrow too much, where it's like, oh, oh boy, everybody knows yeah. he's the Arrow now. It's season finale, oh, and then the next episode of the like the first season yeah. of the next episode, it's like, and we solved that. Now on to other problems. Like, well, I, I, and I am torn on like because I would totally, just from like a comic book perspective, like this happens all the time, and I would love for these deaths to have more permanence than that. But also, I kind of want to see Doctor Strange yeah. do stuff in the next Avengers movie. I kind of want to see Spider-Man do stuff. So I'm torn as to what I hope they do. But I do think the disintegrated people are definitely coming back. Yeah, I just love the last shot of the movie yeah. where Thanos is in this little hut, yeah. you know, with that beautiful music that's playing that i'm just making me happy it's like oh that's very sadistic music i love it uh when him just smiling looking at everything thinking it's all good i'm gonna rest now um i just love that just that shot and that's how you end the movie and it's like wait you're that's how you end the movie yeah. i'm pretty sure and that, and 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 that was my mom's reaction it was like wait they're ending it there yeah it's like huh okay oh i would like and for to... me talk a quick second about the structure of the ending because i thought that was brilliant as well because of course first off you start with this battle for wakanda and you know all or not for wakanda for vision and all movie logic tells you okay so they're going to almost get to vision but then you know right at the last second someone will show up and they'll save the day and everything will be fine but that doesn't happen so then you're like okay now i see where this is going they um you know, Wanda destroys Vision, it's all very emotionally impactful, and then, you know, Thanos goes away, or they finally beat him. But then that doesn't happen, so then Thor shows up out of nowhere, a deus ex machina, and you're like, okay, now I understand where they're going. Mm-hmm. Thor defeats Thanos, and then that doesn't happen, and you're like, oh, well. Yeah. Even with every, like, last-ditch effort, it was like, nah, Thanos still yeah. wins. I mean, that whole build-up with Thanos slowly walking up to, like, Wanda and Vision and, like, oh, you gotta kill me now, and it's like, I'm watching that, and I keep in mind, it's like, you know, this is an emotional moment, but I remember that Thanos has the time stone, so all of this is pointless if she blows it up. I know, I was thinking the same thing, and then, like, you see Vision die, and you're like, okay, well, well, maybe Thanos doesn't know how to use the time stone? And then Thanos uses the time stone and Vision dies again. And you're like, yeah. oh. 
And he's like, yeah. that's a noble of and you, then, girl. At that point, you're like so emotionally destroyed that when Thor comes up, you want to jump out of your seat and cheer for yeah. him. Yeah. And then he does nothing. Yeah. And then he actually snaps, and the screen goes to white, and he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, and so another two other theories I've heard as far as the the snap um, is that either one, what the snap did was it made a parallel dimension where uh, all of the disintegrated people think that the other people disintegrated, which part of me is like, okay, I, I, don't, I don't know. Fun. But also, it seemed very apparent that, like, at least Spidey didn't feel good about disintegrating. So, I don't know. Yeah, because it seems like they were somewhat aware that something was happening with them. And then the other theory is that um, when they were killed, they were trapped inside the Soul Stone. Mm. Which, I mean, um, maybe. I'm not opposed to, per se... But I don't know. I don't know. Something's got to be fixed at some point. I'll, all I know is that, but I don't want them to be fixed. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the question of when everything gets fixed, they obviously aren't going to want another Thanos situation. Are they just going to destroy the Infinity Stones? Or... How? I hope that they do, just because I don't want the time stone to become, you know, let's undo yeah. absolutely everything that has already been done. Yeah. I and then they're they're gonna regret that in the future. <laughs> See, well, yeah. I they have to do something with it, and like my thought is, like, I think it would be cool if um, these gemstones were tied to like the actual thing that they are so like by destroying the mind stone the concept of a mind in the universe can no longer exist destroying the time stone means that time no longer exists things like that okay i just don't know how they would get rid of the the stones in that scenario yeah throw it in the fires of mount doom that's probably it (laughs) I mean, we already have Galadriel and Elrond and Thranduil and... I mean... Aomer. Yeah. We, we got Bilbo, we too. Have, yeah, Bilbo and Sauron. We had Smeagol. Yep. Oh, he dies? Okay. That, that's Black Panther criticism. I don't think they should have killed Claw. I have not seen the movie, yeah. so... I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> It's it's not yeah. He wasn't that big of a character anyway, but you know, yeah. It's Andy Circus. You don't want Andy Circus. Yeah, and he was having so much fun playing the character that I hope that that's a character I would like to see brought back. Yeah. Man, what's with Andy Circus characters dying so frequently as of late? Oh yeah, especially in uh, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) Haven't seen that one, but good to know. I mean, it's kind of obvious at some point. I haven't seen any of the Planet of the Apes, so it's... Well, you you know something's going to happen in the future, (laughs) that's for sure. 
Um, um, let's talk about the end credits scene, which I oh, kind of yeah. wish there wasn't any, just so you can <laughs> screw with the fans. I'm, that would be I'm so glad mean. it was there. Like, when it started, well, right after the movie, I'm like, well, that was bleak. I want to feel better for a little bit. And I was worried that as soon as I started the end credit sequence and people started disappearing, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to make me feel bad again. Yeah. But I do like that they ended with, you know, Captain Marvel, and there is hope. Yeah. <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson yeah. gets to do his classic line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, I know I know that they were teasing Captain Marvel, but it's like, uh, I don't really... Is there... Why should I care about that? Yeah. Well, uh, so... movie's coming out after... Yeah. That's the I know, but it's like they they have that little build up, and it's like I I it'd be better if you were teasing a character that we know, maybe like other characters that we know from the TV shows or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. Which I know there weren't, but you know, it'd be cool. So it's the TV shows. Quick non sequitur. I would be interested. What are they if gonna they do? Brought that into the TV shows, like Infinity War. Into oh the yeah. Shows, like into like Jessica Jones and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Like when did have they even started filming the other shows yet? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what level of knowledge the writers for those shows get as far as Marvel stuff. Like oh, I know, also, I know, Agents of Shield yeah. has a good bit of knowledge. Yeah. I will say, um, I I was watching the most recent episode of Legion, and I kind of had to stop myself from laughing. Um, One of the characters pretended to use a gun, and bubbles came out. Um, And then at one point in the episode, another character got disintegrated. And I thought, oh, well, I guess, Hmm. you know, Disney's getting Fox, so I guess there's a bit of tie. Yeah. But (laughs) that's fine. I'll also go see Legion if you haven't yet. Yeah, that's on my list for sure. I understand it's a weird show. It, it yeah. is. It is incredible. It's not for everyone, of course. Um, as far as uh, Captain Marvel, um, does Marvel have? Because I know Marvel and DC have had contention about that name in the past. It. So, here's what happened. So, they they finally just had to change up uh, the DC Captain Marvel to Shazam officially. Okay. I was wondering about that. So whenever a Young Justice Season 3 comes up, the characters could be renamed to Shazam, I think. Okay. I'm I'm personally okay with that. I think Captain Marvel is kind of a meh name anyways. I think Shazam. I mean, I, I kind of don't like that they have to do copyright on that, but, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it does kind of make sense in terms of, like, Captain Marvel is a DC character. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Now this kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, that's why Marvel is Marvel. Because Marvel. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Captain Marvel in, like, DC, he was like, it's because he's a marvelous person. <laughs> he's someone to marvel at. Yeah. And that's why they call him Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. I like Brie Larson uh, as an actress. She does a really good job in what I've seen her in. So, yeah. 
I mean, honestly, yeah. the uh, the end scene for me, like, I didn't realize that that's what they were hinting at until I had someone explain that to me. Um. Oh, I mean, like me, I was like watching the movie, wondering, it's like, okay, is she appearing in this movie? I <laughs> thought she was, but no. When they are after credits, like, okay, she has a, she is appearing in this. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, no, she's not. It's just her symbol. Oh, okay. Yeah, I whatever. I totally didn't even think about the fact that they're making a Captain Marvel. Uh, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's the thing. Oh, I mean, there's big. There's been big redoing for the future. Yeah. Um, the thing that um, the end credit scene did do for me, though, it was very nice to see the normal public people reaction to hey half the planet's dead yes there's going to be a lot of car crashes there was a helicopter yeah. crash like there's a lot of that stuff also it showed um it made sure we knew that uh i was about to call him slade because fury wow fury um is dead um, and also, just an interesting note, it seemed like in the other scenes, um, people were definitely disappearing at different times, but, like, Fury disappeared well after the dude in the car in front of him. Yeah. So, that was just kind of a, like... It's, eh. it's very dramatic timing based on how long yeah. it takes for you to disappear. You know, how, how important were you to the plot and how many how many lines do you need to say before you disappear? Yeah. So, I, my yeah. only, like, logical explanation for that was, like, their will to live. It seemed like hmm. um, Peter Parker probably had a stronger will to live than most of the Guardians. That kind of just makes sense. Yeah. It might also have a little bit to do with, like, power level. Yeah. But but it is, you know, a little strange that they disappear in order of how much they need to be around for other characters yeah. to react to them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I guess the Infinity Stones have some lag time for different people. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. The, the Infinity Stones read was it, Wasn't it the idea uh, that... that Whoever disappears, like chosen by Thanos to disappear or something. I don't think that's true. No, I don't think Thanos is that heartless. No, because I think well, earlier he in the, is heartless. But earlier in the movie, he was like, "Yeah, we want um, people selected at random, good, pure, simple, um, no bias, no nothing like that." We're just lucky that the Avengers, or part of the Avengers, fell into that half and then, category. Because what if it was just like all of the impoverished people on Earth got to survive, but and then Tony else... survives, and it's like, oh, you know, he kept his promise to leave him alive or something. I don't know. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. It is, yeah. I would be curious to see their logic. I mean, I honestly would love to think that they wrote all of these names down in an Excel spreadsheet and had the Excel spreadsheet choose random characters. Uh, obviously, that's not what they did. Yeah, because... I was thinking like a dartboard, but yeah, that would have been <laughs> amazing. But I, I think it would have been 
if I had been writing this movie, I would have done that just for the fun of doing it. Like, uh-huh. um, but, I, and I do think like the ones who are left are the original Avengers. Yeah. So, that's true. I, I think that that's interesting that you know they're letting the original Avengers sort of have a final movie about them. Yeah. Except maybe or maybe not Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's coming back for the final finale, which probably means he's probably gonna die then. Which I don't. No, I don't want him to die. Like he's the one character that I don't want (laughs) to die because he has a family. (laughs) That's my justification. (laughs) So my my guess is of the characters that stay dead between these two films. I think Cap's gonna die. Oh yeah, it yeah. needs or, to happen. Or maybe actually, and um, Tony is gonna die because I don't see Marvel wanting to work with Robert Downey Jr. for too many more. And then it, I, I can I do have a theory if they keep is everyone Pepper alive, pregnant. Which, that's a question. I don't think so. But I I would be interested in um if they kept a lot of these people alive, I would love to see, you know, Thor show up in the next Guardians movie and Cap in the next Black Panther movie, sort of tie them in. Yeah. Well, and even, like, Thor, assuming that more than just he survived for Asgard or survives later on down the road, um, I mean, it would, like, he doesn't really need to be an Avenger anymore. He can... It makes total sense for him to just be the the new ruler of Asgard, yeah. and then like, hey, maybe the Guardians visit Asgard, or um, any number of things. Yeah, that I've had good. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard a lot of talk about how they're planning on um, the next Avengers movie being sort of the last of like these MCU. Everything is tied together slavishly I'd, um, so I I'd wouldn't be, be fine surprised if they don't do yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they stop doing Avengers movies and just have you know maybe a cameo here and there yeah, yeah but just, I, I just say I just stop the universe while you're ahead you know <laughs> see but the thing is they just acquired Fox oh they're the gonna have X-Men I, the... I, I know that Oh, yeah. But, like, Infinity War is the perfect time to be like, oh, look, mutants are now in this world. Good luck. Yeah. I I would, yeah. I I think at some point, though, the universe is going to go the way of the comics, where it's just too big. Yeah. And I I think they're trying to stop that growth to the extent that it's going by just moving away from the team movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, honestly, I can't imagine how the X-Men would ever fit into an Avengers movie. I would love to see them work it out, but also, it would it be... It would be insane. Yeah. No, I think in order to do that, they have to get rid of a lot of the characters that they have now. Like, yeah. they would have to kill off or somehow get rid of... Um, the OG Avengers. Yeah, and sure. it's like yeah. it's kind of too um, late to have our X Men show up with 
Avengers, because we want to see the X-Men with our OG <laughs> Avengers, you know, have those interactions. Oh, yeah. But like, like with Wolverine and Captain like... America, because they serve together in one of the versions, oh, you know. True. Yeah, but I, I think at the same time, like they can, they've already messed up to some <laughs> degree. Um, Quicksilver. Oh, um, yeah. So I think they're like. I think it could be cool. The Avengers is over. Several characters are dead. Probably Bruce and um, and Natasha get married or I something. I don't know. Um, and then they live out their happy days. And like the only Avengers that are left are maybe like Falcon, Spider Man. Um, I don't know. Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. And, like, maybe, like, one or two others. Um, most of the others, I can be, like... I can I can understand them being, like, hey, I've got, like, an entire country to run, or I have space to explore, or whatever. But yeah. those would be, like, hey, these are, these are good candidates for that. And then, hey, maybe the Fantastic Four uh, show up. And, uh around the same time as the mutants or maybe Fantastic Four caused the mutants or I don't know. Something. I think yeah. I think as soon as these movies are done, that would be the perfect time to continue the universe. But here's a thought. Universe. What if all the people that disintegrated are candidates to become mutants? Okay. Huh. That, that yeah, yeah. Like when they when they get brought back, something messes with their gene pool. Well, I mean, I would that would be like a that. way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, frankly, from what I understand, um, I mean, they have Inhumans. From what course, I so, yeah. From the whispers that I've heard, they are trying to stay away from Wolverine for the most part. Of course. Part. Yeah. Um, just because he was so prevalent in the other X-Men movies and because he was so iconically Hugh Jackman, it's going to take some time for people to forget. Um, so even if they started with like, hey, these people are back now, but some of them have powers. Oh no. And then maybe later on down the line they're like hey this is Wolverine I don't know we'll see yeah, it, it wouldn't be yeah. the same but it would be a version that could potentially fit the circumstances mm -hmm. yeah also, all I'm saying is I'm glad I'm not writing it <laughs> yeah I mean also I think the DCEU has been buried and dead for about way too long at this point um i'm kind of wondering how long it'll be before they decide to kill off half their characters um <laughs> and I actually, not too long i think i actually think though it would i think it would work well because you could get a new batman you could get a new flash you could undo a lot of the stuff that's been more controversial but it is worth noting that avengers infinity war in its first weekend made almost as much worldwide as Justice League made in its entire run. Yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> the movies just... The thing was, DC and Marvel, at least movie-wise, I'm not going to say that any of the DC movies were particularly yeah. terrible. But I will say this. Avengers, the whole Avengers universe was planned from the beginning yeah. to be big. And they, although it's it's obvious that different plans change over time, for the most part, they planned for being able to change. And in that, we can watch all 17 or 18 movies before this and uh, enjoy the whole movie and be like, and like what we've been talking about hasn't been like, oh, well, they did this in this movie and it never came back up and this movie sucks. It was mostly like, hey, look at all these characters that we've grown to enjoy um, and look at how they die and how sad that is. Like, Marvel did a very good job setting up this movie Whereas yeah. DC, it was just like, oh, Marvel's doing something. Let's uh, let's uh, let's put Superman on screen. Okay, cool. Um, um, I guess we could like put a Wonder Woman and uh, oh, we'll just do Justice League now. Perfect. I mean, to the punch. Justice League, off the bat, it, it could work and it has worked before, but it needs to be at a point where the characters should be already in their prime. And not just like, oh, we yeah. were brand new characters. Yeah. My More favorite like... thing yeah. is that Marvel lost the first round of this fight. The Dark Knight was so much more successful than Iron Man and the Hulk. Yeah. And then they just kind of snuck up on everyone. And mm -hmm. I think that they just did an incredible job. I don't know how intentional that was, but they flew under the radar until just the right moment, and then everyone else was scrambling to try and repeat what they had done. And I, I, I'm not sure if we'll ever get a repeat with what we've had with Marvel here, with about ten yeah. years of movies where I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired of this long journey. I <laughs> want to see a payoff, like a very end thing. Knowing that this yeah. is the entire legacy and, and not just that it just keeps going and we got to keep doing more and more, you know, how that is. Yeah, I would like to see, I would like to see the next Avengers movie be a sort of conclusion, not, not that they won't continue after that, but just that. It's done in a way know, whole, where yeah. it's not, it ends stories but doesn't be like, okay, here's our next story that we're preparing, you know? Yeah. For kind of bringing it full circle to a good conclusion that, you know, leaves room for more. And there's definitely going to be more, but doesn't leave stuff hanging. Yeah. Okay. Is that... Is that everything okay. we have for this very long podcast? Yeah. That's well, all I got. Um, quickly, where do you think Infinity War ranks on your Marvel uh, movie favorite okay. list? <laughs> it's For me, it's either one or two. Like, uh, I, I really enjoyed the Spider-Man 
uh, the most recent Spider-Man, but I think I'm mostly just biased because it's the first Spider-Man movie that I very much enjoyed. Okay. Um, but at the same time, this this movie had so much build-up to it that it's just, for its cinematic feats alone, um, I love it, and I love that this is really a villain story and yeah. that even though they literally killed off half their characters um they made sure to respect all of their characters as they did it um so this is this is definitely up there if it's not my first it's easily my second yeah i think for me this is my top um it isn't the best marvel film no i agree but um, I think as an event, as an experience, and, you know, all the Marvel movies, I've enjoyed them. Um, I think that Infinity War is kind of a shorthand for it, for me, of, like, this is all of the Marvel movies in one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of a way to relive all of the all the moments of the previous movie. Of, of course. Yeah. The movies. When I tell someone that I like Infinity War, it's I like all of the Marvel movies. And I just well. wonder, in like, let's just say in thirty years' times, will this hold up as well as as it does now? I mean, I think, I think it will hold up in the same way that like old TV shows do, where you watch it, you know. You may be binged through yeah, it every but once in a while, but here's here's the thing. Like the reason why this movie is so popular right now is because this has been like a ten year build up, and it's like in thirty years time, all the movies are all out, and so you just binge watch it, and it's like it's not as as strong as a build up, and so the outcome is not as strong at heart as it was before. I guess I still, another I still think thing it'll be a classic. Yeah. Of course. Another thing to compare it to is like the Harry Potter movies. The yeah. each one on their own, you know, they're good movies, but it's really the series that you take into yeah. consideration. Arguably, or Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Godfather. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for me, for me, I think it'd be difficult to rank marvel into mcu movies because you know mcu movies I, I it's difficult for me to actually find like a top favorites and also i need to rewatch this movie another time to actually uh <laughs> see if this thing we even hold up but just for the very ending of this movie and you know if if this does not get resolved which it will but if it if it never got resolved, I think I would have loved this movie just for having the guts to do that. So I don't know. It's I guess it's up there, but it's up there just for that scene and not for the full experience. Okay. All right. I mean, for uh. As far as that scene, if you don't watch another Marvel movie, that is how. Oh, uh, but for I'm you, going so. to watch another Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though me, I'm sick and tired of Marvel, and you know, I wasn't really excited for this. I still enjoyed the movie. I had no emotional connection to the characters, though. 
But I still enjoyed it. I love the ending. And it's like, oh, crap, how are we going to yeah. get out of this one? Oh, okay. But <laughs> um, it's it's still a fun movie, even if you are not a fan of the whole universe. It's still fun, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh boy, sure. this is... I think this has broken our podcast record for longest podcast. <laughs> I'm Probably. Oh, boy. I mean, uh... Especially for this movie, I yeah. It's longer than the film itself. Hey, that's an achievement. Oh boy, right there. we could have been <laughs> doing this in the theater if we wanted to. I don't know. <laughs> yes, well, talking as everybody else is trying to. Enjoy talking it. spoilers as well. <laughs> Be like, hey, Thanos kills almost everybody at the very beginning of the Thanos. movie to start off. <laughs> Um, oh well. So yeah, is that everything we have to say about this? Yeah. Very good movie. Go and see it a second time since you've already seen it before hearing this yeah. podcast. Um, my recommendation is um so I went in without watching very many beforehand. I would personally myself want to see it again but want to see, like, a Marvel movie maybe a day. That's what I did. Um, until I saw yeah. it again. Yeah. Um, and that way I could process it a little bit better. But I think, personally, of the ones that you need to... that you need the most to understand this, um, if you just do, like, the previous Avengers movie... Cap Civil War. Thor. Yeah, Thor. Maybe Thor Ragnarok. Um, The first Guardians. The first Guardians. Like, you should understand it overall. I know that there are some people um, that didn't watch very many of uh, this universe beforehand. I'm making my girlfriend watch this movie, even though she hasn't seen very many. Oh, you should um, make her watch the other movies yes. beforehand, though. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> she she hasn't seen Civil War. Oh boy! Yet, so I'm making her okay. see that one. Um, because that one is up there for me too. I just love. Anyways, <laughs> so and also if you can't watch all of the movies, watch a summary. I mean, yeah. If you have the time. Which you know we we're we're gonna be on summer, so we have the time, um, assumingly, to watch yeah. a movie a day, maybe two. Um, so yeah, that that's that should be fun. Yeah, and if... but uh, I don't know. I I I would rate this movie just even. Yeah, there were problems with it, but I personally, just as like an experience as a whole, I'd rate it a nine out of ten, if not a little bit higher. Like it, it was good. It's I recommend it highly. I, I'm I gave it the full, well, full. five out of five. But yeah, it, okay. it, I think as as a film, yeah, it isn't the best film ever, but as an experience, it is incredible uh yeah. let's say i would say probably 8.8 8 out of 10 
Okay. Um, mostly for that final bit and for the enjoyment of some of the audience, which I wish I wish I had like an earlier showing with all the fans. Because I've heard stories about really uh, noisy groups for this movie, which yeah. would be kind of funny to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I was in a Sunday matinee and the audience was full in a relatively conservative Christian city here. So th- this movie's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. So is that everything we have? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should end it regardless. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's getting really late. Yeah. <laughs> alright so yeah thank you guys for watching assuming you're still here and I will see you all we'll see you all next time bye bye, bye. bye.